BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. Dragon Radio. I'm your host, ML Ruschak. Our today's show is brought to you by Gym Pro Zone with all your gym equipment needs and passion needs. Today we are joined with our wonderful author, Frank. Hi, everybody. How you guys doing? Oh, is, this is a wonderful time. So we have my brother Shield out, and I know you're working on book two that will be out sometimes, maybe by the end of the year. Yeah, yeah. I, I, was, I was hoping, trying to do it by summer. Um, I'm still working on some things here and there of the project. Uh, close to the end, trying to make sure the story flows the way book one did mm-hmm. and, and keep, keep the ingenuity going. Right. We want to keep everything in line, but at the same time, we want it to breathe on its own. Let the characters yes, yes. talk. Yes, yes. Uh, I know for those who have read my 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 book, um, I left them with a nice little hip cliffhanger. No, so that I've been I've been getting um, fans and readers asking, "Hey, when the next book coming out?" And I keep telling, them, "I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Uh, it'd be out soon." So I want to make sure it just the first book just flows right into the second book, and just like a series. Uh, and basically, it is it's a, a book series. Mm-hmm. I I know with our series, it can go. Each book can be read as a series. Or it can be read as a standalone. We do a lot of things as authors that are fun, but it drives our readers crazy because it takes us so long to write the book. It does. It does. Because a lot goes in. Uh, the behind the scenes of editing, uh, making sure the content is equivalent to everybody um, mm-hmm. that, so they can get the understanding, not to be bearing on one than the other. Mm-hmm. So it, a lot goes in. I mean, books. you don't want to have it wrote for a college professor, professor, and have it read by a teenager in high school. Correct. Correct. So we want to include everyone. Exactly. But and for it, those it, of us who haven't read the book, and I don't know how many there are listening to this, but I know there's a few. What is book one about? Um, book one 
actually goes in off of two, uh, well, book two goes in off of one where um, he's looking for his wife. Um, and the, the cliffhanger for those who have read it, uh, she's, she's missing. Mm -hmm. And his whole world just comes to a crumble. Uh, he, got, he got to stay maintained on his focus of doing his, uh, working his assignments, uh, trying to keep the team back a little bit. But it's, the main focus is trying to find his wife. Now, okay. Can you hear me okay? Yes, I can hear you. Okay, good. Because I'm having computer issues because those of you who are not in wonderful Ohio right now, you don't know we're in the middle of a blizzard. So my computer is being all wonky. <laughs> <laughs> it's winter. Gotta love it. But yeah, we have, yeah. I mean, it's what it is. So we have the cliffhanger. He's looking for his wife, the internal turmoil, keeping the team together. We're looking at everything. Now, I know it's not going to be cut and dry in the um, second book because it wouldn't be interesting if it goes, oh, here's my wife. Okay, we're done now. So no. it's, it's, it's a struggle. I mean, he's, it's, it's, I think at one point in the book, he's like right there but don't know she's there, mm -hmm. that kind of thing. Um, they, they miss each other a couple of times in passing. Mm -hmm. um, the same, I, I say in another incident, she sees him, but he don't see her. And then another incident, they don't see each other, but they, they're right in each other's area doing, doing the, the, the struggles of him trying to find her as well as trying to bring these other guys to justice. And it ties into a lot of things that occurred in the first book. Okay. So it's a, a continuation on of a lot of criminal activity. And again, it's based out of the Ohio region, Cleveland area. Um, this time I, I extended across the state lines mm -hmm. uh, because of the agency work or details that were working together. It went across state lines. So it's, yeah. it's uh, a lot going on. I mean, with your history and background with Ohio, you know our straight state lines, you know what's going on in Ohio <laughs> better than I do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm more regional where you're more state. So. Right, right. But and, I mean, it's all there. And anyone that understands the region will know there's so much activity going on behind the scenes in Ohio that it just doesn't make the news. <laughs> exactly. And for uh, in the beginning of the first book, I kind of like broke down Ohio itself because mm -hmm. again, you know, some people do think that oh, Ohio is just a Midwest state. But however, again, like I, I spoke to a lot, I spoke in my book to a lot of my readers that they the state itself is broken into three regions. The uh, right. and um, basically what I was saying before is that uh, a lot of the readers doesn't understand how how it's broken up to three uh, three parts. Mm -hmm. The Midwest part, which is the northwest part of the state, and then you have the southeast south region, which is the uh, southern part of Ohio, which is right on the Macy Dixon line, and then you got northeast, which is actually where the east coast meet the west east coast meet the Midwest, mm -hmm. and Cleveland sits right right inside that East Coast barrier where a lot of uh, things go on that's more Eastern 
uh, east, eastern coastal development. Yeah, it's if you don't know the area and you did a wonderful job with describing this in your book, you would think mm -hmm. Ohio is just all the same regardless of where you go in the state. And it's not. You have right. different mindsets. You have different cultures. You have it's a true mixing pot depending on what part of the state you're in. Right. And, and a lot of the uh, British wars back in the 1700s uh, were fought a uh, couple in Ohio. Mm -hmm. And um, it was founded by Cleveland, the guy the, um, who was fought in one of the wars there. And that's why Cleveland got his, his, his name. It's Monarch, I should say. I mean, everything, there's a lot of history here. Right. If you don't understand the history, you don't understand the state. And if you don't exactly. understand the state, then you wouldn't understand the politics. You wouldn't understand the mindset of the people that live here. But you Correct. did a wonderful job in book one. So I am anxious to see it in book two. Uh, like I said, book one flows right into book two. Um, I kind of recap a little bit so to bring though the story uh, back up. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. the uh, readers won't be just like, okay, where did this come from kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So. I brought that back in so they, they could be involved right into time. That's kind of like how a, if you was probably watching like a Netflix uh, series mm -hmm. and you just got done with season one and then season two pops up, you want to get that that background of what kind of ended in season one and bring everybody back up to speed so season two just flow. Right. I mean, there's going to be people out there that mistakenly picks up book two and don't know what's happened in book one to get to point be. Right, right. So you have to have that backstory, that recap to bring everyone up to speed. So even if they don't pick up my brother's shield, they understand where the book came from. Exactly. Uh, again, um, I tried to um, use um, historical spots mm -hmm. that um, readers who are from Ohio, Kentucky, West Virginia area, and even uh, New York, they, they would have the, okay, that, that makes sense, you know, use certain places that uh, would bring back memories. Uh, I remember reading a uh, review from book one, and one of the, um, the readers there said, hey, man, you, you made, it, it brought back memories of living in the state, because I guess that reader at that time had moved away from Ohio, and as he read my book, it brought back you know, genuine memories of him living there and how things really went on within the state, within Cleveland and uh, social boundary areas of the, of, the, of the state. I mean, you brought in so much of the history in the first book. I'm no longer in the Cleveland area, but I remember going to almost every place you mentioned in book one. Correct. I right. mean, we, we talked in length about and, this during the first interview. Right, and I think at the first interview, I might've just started with the sequel. Mm -hmm. And uh, now I've I progressed a lot in it, but still gotta tie some things up to bring it to a close. And uh, a, a lot of good uh, historical, because a lot of spots that I did mention in book two is gonna bring it home as well, help with the bring it home. I'm very thankful that you're taking your time to make sure everything flows because that's going to make my job as your publisher that much easier. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, but 
it goes to a lot of research. And this is something that readers don't always understand. We do so much research with our books. We put so much of the real life scenarios in real life books. Now I write fantasy, you're writing more general fiction, but you're putting right. so much research in it. And that's what takes the time to make sure it's right. Correct. Because I mean, I've, I've seen movies and read books where I'm like, wait a minute, that's not correct. Mm-hmm. But then I, I get the genre that the author or the writer is trying to put in place, mm-hmm. but it helps a lot especially if a person's from that region or that, that city or that state to have the right um, areas that you're trying to proclaim in your book because it, it brings their attention more into what you're trying to present to them as an author or a writer or that entertainer. Right. Um, I was writing a story last year. It's not even going to be published yet. Um, with another author, we put so much research into finding out what the city looks like, what the name of the streets are, how many stoplights there are per street. It's a lot of tedious things, but makes the story more believable. Right. It it, it does. Uh, I was, um, it was the other day I was watching an old movie with uh, Kevin Costner in it. It was called uh, draft day. And it was Mm -hmm. mainly focusing on the, the, NFL draft and being that he was a, a monetary coach of the Cleveland Browns at that time, he was trying to get build up the Browns team for the upcoming season. However, the areas that they shot, I'm looking to see if it coincides to the story. And that cinematographer, the director, the writer, they did everything that I'm doing right now and things that you're speaking of as well, of bringing those tedious things into place so it could capture the audience that's watching or reading, you know, the story. Right. I mean, there's things, if you're doing a fiction like Marvel, you can use different cities to make your city look believable for that kind of film. Where if you're doing right. a film that's a like game day or draft day or something like that, you have to have the city on point. You have Correct. to do the research. You cannot just say, oh, this is Cleveland or, or this is New York or this is LA. You have to have the city actually on point for what you're filming. Right, because it's, it's all about, I mean, even though I'm writing fiction, even though I'm writing fiction, like, are we still there? Yeah, you were here. Okay, even though I'm writing fiction, I still have to bring that integrity into the book because you want to have some truth, even though you're you're proclaiming it's a fic- fictional book, mm-hmm. so that author, I mean, so that reader can say, I, I trust that I'm trusting the story. Exactly, you so have you, to. You, have to... Bring, you have to bring the reader into your city. You have to right. bring the character into the reader's mind. So the only way right. you can really bridge that and make sure everything is on point for that reader, for that character. Because if you miss one little, there's, I'm gonna make this fictional. If there's 32 steps to the uh, building in Cleveland, that's right there on like by the river. And you say there's 10, you're gonna get called out on it. Oh, definitely. Especially if you have a person who's homegrown from that area. Mm -hmm. Like I said, when I was watching draft day, 
I knew that gas station that sat right under the bridge of the flat. So I could say, oh, that's the flats right there. And I say, oh, that gas, that's the gas station. I remember driving to that gas station, getting gas um, right before we did an undercover assignment that we was working in the flats area mm-hmm. um, many years ago. And when I saw that gas station, I said, okay, the cinematographer of that movie, uh, the special effects person or the director, they took the time to map out areas that would key, that would draw people who are from Cleveland into the movie. Right. The you heart want- and soul. What you're running, you're writing about a city. You want to draw in your local audience because your local right. audience is going to hype it up to get Definitely. to your national audience. Right. So, in the same thing in book two, I made sure um, even when uh, it crossed lines, I made sure those are actually real areas within those states or that vicinity. So, when a person who may not be from Ohio, but from Kentucky or say, or West Virginia, they say, oh, okay, I know where that area is at. Right. And this guy knows, he knows his stuff. Well, you're gonna go into so, Kentucky or West Virginia or that area, I'm gonna pick it apart. That's my home. <laughs> okay. Where Cleveland <laughs> is your home, Kentucky and West Virginia right. is my home. So I'm gonna put, t- pick it apart and go, okay, is this where? <laughs> exactly. And I, and I kind of thought that when I was writing the story and keep in mind, um, I try to put a true event in each chapter that mm-hmm. I write. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though it's fictional, there's mm-hmm. some truth to that to bring that story, the concept into play. Right. So being, being that being said, I had to make sure the parts I'm talking about, the area I'm speaking from mm-hmm. is real. Right. There's no BS. Right. Your storyline can be total BS. But your right. cities have to be on point. <laughs> exactly. And like you said, if I'm, I'm presenting something that's off point, even though the story is fake, you don't get caught up. Like, man, that's not real. That's that's BS. And that sometimes it turns some readers off mm-hmm. from things. I'm, so I got to make sure that everything's in play. Yeah. I mean, if you do your research right and you know Uncle Joe sat at this gas station that has a single pump every day to play checkers with, you know, Billy Bob. Right. The reader's going to know that. Exactly. <laughs> if you don't, if you have the gas station, but you don't have Uncle Joe in there, they're going to go, wait, is this the right gas station? <laughs> I mean, you ha- don't Sorry. have to do that much of a detail, but there's those readers that will pick up on that. Exactly. And uh, it's like, say, it's, it's good to already, like I say, worked in that area because mm-hmm. then you have some inside knowledge. So when mm-hmm. you do um research different um vicinities you know how to put it to uh, put it together it's like you know we put take out our puzzle out of our box and the pieces are all scattered you want to make sure that them pieces interchange with other parts of the puzzle so at the end your picture your story is complete oh no and doubt that, i mean yeah you have to do that because otherwise you leave so many plot holes now as a fantasy writer, I can do this because now I can go in and fill in those plot holes with another book. But as right. in a general fiction with real life areas, you can't always go back and write another book based on that area. Exactly. And especially if the storyline is not going in a direction where it's going to continue on or be able to bring back that part that you thought about. 
the other thing is I, I do bring back different areas, uh, speak upon um, old character as well as developing new characters in this book. So it, 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 the story that it spins off from, it still has the continuity of that in there. Now, we have a few minutes. Is there gonna be a book three? I'm thinking about book three. I'm thinking about it, uh, but I'm trying to figure out how I'm gonna do this because the, the ending that I have proposed for book two mm -hmm. um, may end right at book two. But uh, as, as I continue to write, I may come up with, because I got three endings right now that I'm proposing to okay. put in play. So depending how the story translate or transition as it go, mm -hmm. depends how it works, what ending I'm gonna use. But uh, I have thought about book two and I may just go off of a, a, another spinoff that way. But I, I wanna bring um, two and one to a, I ain't gonna say closure, mm -hmm. but where my fans will be on another part, another cliffhanger. True, spinoffs are always good when you want to end a series or a, right. you know, in that way you can continue the story, stay true to the story without it being a true cliffhanger, or you can do a right. whole different storyline based on one or two of the characters from either book. Right. So, so I'm, I'm, I'm kind of playing around with it right now. Well, we're almost out of time and I'm watching Electrical Lions sway, so I'm thinking that power is going to be leaving us very soon. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> I will talk to you later, Link, and thank you so much for being on the show today. I appreciate you having me, and you stay safe out there, because I know how those storms can be, living in Cleveland for so long, and I actually travel. I, I, if you let me, I, I remember one sign that, um, I was working in Detroit under uh, undercover assignment, and my youngest son's uh, birthday was coming up. It was March March twelfth, to be exact. And I'm away on his birthday. I didn't want to miss his birthday, so I, I drove from Detroit. I wasn't supposed to leave the assignment, but I drove from Detroit back to Cleveland, so a three-hour drive, and spent time with him and tried to sneak back before you know my team knew I was gone. Mm -hmm had a, I'm not supposed to say an accident, but hit a ice pocket on um, on route, not route 80, what was it, uh, route 90, mm -hmm. going back to 75, where I could kick, uh, yeah. kick it back up into Detroit. And it's my car did a 360 and spent off the, off the roadway into a big s snow ditch. And I was lucky at that time not to have hit any cars because there were cars alongside me as mm -hmm. I was driving when the incident took place. And people stopped, you know, to see what's all right. And uh, called in, got a tow truck to pull me out. And I was back on the road again, asked if anything didn't happen. But, you know, at that time, <laughs> adrenaline was my, my inducing. Yeah. So. Well, we all want to be safe during the winter. Well, safe travel right. any time of the year. <laughs> Watch right. out for your ice. But where can our listeners and our audience find you? Um. A lot on um, Facebook. Uh, I do tweet sometimes. Um, we, uh, I'm for those who don't know. I'm a member of Omega Sci-Fi Fraternity out of the Las Vegas area, and I, I tweet a lot of things off our our uh, social media sites as well. Um, but key, they can find me off uh, Twitter um, and social uh, Facebook. How about Instagram? 
Instagram, I am on Instagram. If you look up Link the Author, or I may have it as uh, my uh, regular name and then Link the Author, but I am on Instagram as well. If you want to see a few things, uh, shoot me uh, an Insta ch Instagram chat. But mostly, you're mostly Facebook. I'm mostly Instagram. We we knock it out either way. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you so again so much for being on the show today. I appreciate you having me in, and I hope we can link up by that time uh, the book is done. And then I can say, hey, guys, go out and get the book. It's, it's the sequel to one. <laughs> I would love to do that because, seriously, we need the good book two out there. Because we can't really say too much about book two until it's completely wrote. So, Right, right, right. And uh, I don't know if I should say the title yet or probably wait until I... Well, is the title <laughs> set? Are you? It's um, actually, I, I, it is. Uh, I, I put like a, uh, not a headline, but a line under. It's, it's still My Brother's Shield, but it's My Brother's Shield Saving Pam. That's the title to it. Okay. Well, see, now we have a working title. Yeah. We so. like that. But to all of our readers, our listeners, and our viewers, happy reading. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C.